0: Welcome back to The Watch List. I'm Nicole Petalides. Time to talk autos after some big news from Tesla and some big earnings. Joining me right now, David Wiston, equity strategist, U.S. autos at Morningstar, and Garrett Nelson, equity analyst at CFRA Research. Thank you both so much for being with us. So we're focusing on GM here. Um, Garrett, you have a hold on GM What are you expecting to hear from the earnings and what might change in your whole report? Is there something that you're watching for specifically?
1: Well, it's been a very difficult environment for GM and Ford and and the the entire U.S. auto industry, But GM and Ford are down roughly 40% year to date. Um, GM's earnings release, it's a little more uh, uncertainty heading into that. We think it'll be a decent release, but. Uh, they didn't warn like like Ford did um, who pre-announced worse than expected earnings for the quarter due to supply chain issues and 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 some inventory issues so it's a little less clear how gm's uh release is going to shake out whereas with ford we have a lot more visibility uh you know given that pre-announcement
0: are you worried garrett that maybe gm might come out with the same sort of warnings tomorrow
1: Yeah, we would be sort of surprised if they weren't experiencing some of these same issues on the cost side. Those are really industry-wide as far as inflation. uh, We're seeing a little bit of a lag effect, but we think we'll start to see much more of an impact on margins uh, from inflation this quarter. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what they say. We prefer Ford here at these levels, though. They recently hiked their dividend by 50%. The stock's yielding just under 5% here, so we really have a, a preference. Uh, for Ford, which we have a buy on versus a hold on GM.
0: Oh, you have a buy on Ford. Very interesting. David, your thoughts. I think you have fair value, $70 for GM. Uh, More inventory is something you were focused on. David, tell me more.
2: Yeah, we do have um, a five-star rating, our best rating uh, on both GM and Ford. I emphasize, though, it is a long-term call, not a price target. Uh, for both, there is a, a, a ton of sentiment and uh, negative sentiment and fear out there because of are we going to have a recession. And Garrett's right about the the higher costs that Ford had on their supply chain. That's likely higher costs coming in um, through uh, basically supplier cost recoveries that are ongoing negotiations firm by firm. And that took a, a billion out of Ford's Q3 as they pre announced. Uh, we don't know the impact for GM. So that's the, the downside on GM for tomorrow. But on the upside, uh, their inventory sequentially, um, their dealer inventory is up 45% in, in the U.S. Um, and remember, they recognize revenue on wholesale. They also had 90,000 uh, partially built vehicles at the end of Q2 that are slowly getting wholesale throughout the rest of this year. And honestly, when you look at their full year guidance, and the, the key will be, do they keep that guidance or do they cut? There is a scenario here where things go really well if they can deliver. It's frankly time for them to put up or shut up. Uh, because wholesales are up 4% in the first half of the year. They're guiding to 25 to 30% increase. They're guiding to 7 to $9 billion adjusted automotive free cash flow. They only did $1.4 on the first half of the year. So that implies a really strong second half of the year, and tomorrow will be the first uh, step towards can they achieve that.
0: Okay. I want to ask you more about the North American unit where you see a healthy... Um, PART OF THE COMPANY THERE, DAVID. BUT HOLD THE THOUGHT, BECAUSE I DO WANT TO TURN YOUR ATTENTION, GARRETT, WE'VE TALKED ABOUT TESLA. IT WAS A NAME THAT YOU LIKED um, VERSUS SOME OF THE OTHERS. I KNOW YOU'VE HAD OTHERS THAT YOU LIKE MORE THAN TESLA. WE ALSO HAD ON GORDON JOHNSON TODAY and he was so concerned about margins he was so concerned even though they've had record production that while they're producing they're not delivering um and he thought that to be problematic and that a 25 dollar price target is probably where tesla should be what is cfra saying on tesla these days
1: yeah i I don't agree with that we have a strong buy on the stock still Uh, it's really been pummeled over the last month Um, but last week after they reported earnings uh, we lowered our price tar- target, so uh, which is $340 now, is our 12-month price target. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we like about, about the company. Um, they have near-term catalysts in terms of first delivery of the semi-truck, which will happen in December, followed by first production of, in the, of the cyber Cybertruck, uh, likely later in 2023. But, um, you know, a, a lot of these concerns have, have really weighed on the stock and are priced in at these levels just looking at broader concerns related to inflation, part shortages, slower consumer discretionary spending, and now rising interest rates. So it's sort of been a perfect storm, which is which has hurt sentiment uh, towards the stock. And then you have this uh, larger overhang that's been hanging over, which is the Twitter transaction, and whether or, lo- whether or not Elon Musk is gonna have additional stock uh, to sell. Uh, that closes, or scheduled to close this Friday. So. Uh, that overhang, in our view, will be out of the way. And, then, and so we think that's a good uh, time to buy.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. I wanna ask you more about that in a moment. Um, David, you talked about the strength in the North American unit of General Motors. Overall, um, and you have a five star on GM and Ford. Tell me a little bit about some of the other names in the industry and which ones you seem to lean towards or maybe you also have more five stars on, David.
2: Well, for those that perhaps, and I totally understand some people do hate autos, and especially at uh, this time in the business cycle when we're heading to recession, but another name that is, is a tremendous company, in my opinion, um, and rarely cheap, is, is Gentex, a uh, ticker GNTX, that make just about nearly all the auto-dimming mirrors in the world. They have a fortress balance sheet with no debt and an abundance of, of uh, cash and continue to generate free cash flow. They have operating margins that are ridiculously high for an auto supplier. In some ways, it's more like a tech company. Um, if, if you want to perhaps a more aggressive play in the auto space, there's GM and Ford that we've talked about, but also Adient, the number one seating company in the world. They've done a, lot, a really good job at Adiant in, in paring down their debt. Um, but, uh, and, and all the supply, frankly, and they need a lot more volume. And we're starting to, to get that, uh, at least from the uh, North American automakers. That does uh, feedback upstream, of course, to supplier results where, where everyone's hurting is on Toyota and Honda volume, because they're just getting creamed right now by uh, the chip shortage.
0: Interesting. And that's a topic we've talked, all, all three of us have been talking about for some time. Final thoughts here, Garrett, on maybe some of the other names we know Tesla made it through by you know, having plants. They have four different plants. They made it around the chip shortage to a certain extent. Your thoughts on any other names that you like, Garrett?
1: Yeah, we like Ford, have a buy on the stock. Uh, we'll, we'll put an update out later this week after they report earnings. Um, stocks we don't like, uh, Rivian we have a strong sell on. Uh, I'm sorry, Rivian we have a sell on. Fisker we have a strong sell on. Um, you know, those companies are years from profitability in our view, and this is not the type of environment where companies that are bleeding cash at the rate that they are and and need, you know, much more scale in order to turn the corner. Um, not the, Not a great environment for those companies, so we think you know, those those stocks have even more downside after a very rough uh, 2022 so far.
0: And what about just like the global picture? Final thought here, David, you know, you have FX headwinds, we have interest rates fluctuating, um, you know, people are holding cars for a longer period of time. I know you were mentioning some suppliers, for example, that you liked or names that were related to autos. Any final thoughts here on the big picture for vehicles?
2: Well, I primarily focus on the U.S. market, and inventory is finally coming back sequentially. U.S. light vehicle inventory has been up three of the past four months, and it's yes. Some people might say, "Well, it's because a recession's coming." That's totally uh, simplistic. I mean, you've you've got a massive uh, uh, dent in inventory, uh, really a, a crash in inventory levels. We last a year ago we were at 973,000 vehicles in the U.S. for an industry. We should be around. 3.5 to 4 million, um, at least pre-pandemic levels, it'll probably be lower going forward. But when you look at things like GM getting a huge increase in their heavy duty pickup truck mix, you've got some uh, rising wholesale volumes as we talked about, but then also, remember pricing is a part of earnings too. Pricing is very, very healthy still. So that's why there is potential for GM to surprise tomorrow. Um, of course, there are the macro headwinds in the supplier cost recoveries we talked about too.
0: Wonderful to see you both. Thank you. We covered a lot of ground here. Appreciate it. David Whiston, Morningstar. Garrett Nelson, CFRA Research. Thank you both.